Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 69 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. I know it's been a little light this December. Uh, we've been on a hectic workshop tour. You know, I'm just started building the new training space, which we're calling the Machine Shop. This is phase one of it here in Lander, Wyoming. We're in the midst of building a monster 45 right now. Uh, you can follow that project on our Instagram account if you are interested. It's going to be pretty badass. Um, but you guys have been patient. Um, friend of the show, Whit Pershing, hasn't posted any memes letting me know that I'm late. Uh, and I appreciate that. Actually, I kind of like the memes. Um, but I'm going to hit you guys with a couple more episodes before the end of the year. Um, that's only a week, so... You're about to get inundated with this thing. And uh, frankly, I've got nothing to sell you guys. Uh, you've bought everything. So thanks to everyone for a hugely successful year. Uh, the Patreon is still growing. I'm actually considering detailing my training coming up this this next year over on the Patreon podcast, uh, the We Scream Like Eagles podcast. So if you're interested, you can check that out for a dollar a month. Um, at the least. You can always give us more if you think we're worth it. Um, let's jump into this thing. Today's guest, Constance Leitner, has become one of the faces of this next generation because there's, you know, there's a whole slew of kid crushers that are becoming adults right now. And with kids come parents. And Connie really isn't the typical climber parent, though. She's She's not a climber herself, and was about as far removed from rock climbing as she could have been. Um, but since her son, Kai Leitner, discovered climbing, you know, she's been putting on a clinic on sports parenting. And I really wanted to know what it was like from, from her side of things and learn what I could. So, let's get into this. When you have a young kid that's in a competitive sport, it's important to find a way to keep things positive. Because if you don't, they get to a point where they believe at winning at any cost, and that hurts them. You want me to do my Lauren Hill impersonation? I would love for you to do my Lauren Hill I mean, since you like music and everything, you can get a little beat. We can get it going one time. That would be perfect. <laughs> Kai, you want a beatbox? Huh? <laughs> he gave me a mic and told me to say a few things, so I asked him if he wanted me to do my Lauren Hill impersonation. But I need somebody to give me a beat. No. One time... <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we're here in vale colorado just a few days after kai graduated as valedictorian is that 
do you still get stressed at this thing at these kind of things um i think it's a different kind of stress but yes yeah now it's you always want um or for me i always want my kid to be happy with himself mm-hmm. so before i was stressed because i just really wanted him to do well and i still want him to do well but i always want him to be happy with himself to leave a competition believing that he did his best yep i think that's really important and do you i mean do you give him those same values in school and you know like i said he just graduated as valedictorian so there's got to be something going on there believe it or not i never stressed grades like you have to get a Mm -hmm. certain grade level but i realized there are things that i did stress that ended up working really well and in that favor of good grades yeah things like you always turn work in on time there won't be any missing assignments Mm -hmm. um if you don't get a high a or perfect grade on a paper i'm not upset but you're going to bring the paper home and we're going to go through it and i'm going to help you understand what you missed so you can do better next time whenever you see that topic yeah um it took him a few years to realize it was much easier to do something once Yep. Instead of doing it a second time with your mom at home. So he had motivation <laughs> to get really high grades so he didn't have to do it a second time with me at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty smart. And you think that carries over to his climbing as well? Absolutely. I think in a whole lot, of, I think the discipline yep. um, carries over with, with climbing. And in order to get any type of consistency, you have to be disciplined. Your training routine, um, having everything set times for everything, and it's the same way with school. Yep, and so, like you know, and like you said, the grade isn't the important thing. It's the work you put in beforehand, and I think it's the same way with climbing. We talk to kids a lot about you know make, making the goal try your hardest and do your best instead of make the goal get to the top of the boulder or get to the top of the route. You know, and if you try your best and you get to the top. That's just a bonus. It's work ethics. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely correct. Even though for Kai, I say the goal is always to get to the top. Sure. I'm going to sure. go a step further. We always had a saying that the goal is perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but so every time you do something, you're trying to do it. You're trying to execute. You're trying to do everything in all of your training. But once everything ends, you have to go and look at it and analyze it. Because realistically speaking, no one's perfect. Right. So the goal is to strive for perfection. You strive for perfection. Right. But it's okay when you don't reach it because whether you, for him, whether he tops the climb or not, he likes looking at the video mm-hmm. because he wants to know everything he did right, everything he did wrong, and what can he fix to make it better next time. Yeah. And if you just keep trying to enjoy that ride, clean things up, do it the best that you can all along, it's like eventually you, you, your skills will get better. And things yep. will get much better, and eventually you will achieve the goals that you want. It just sure. takes a minute sometimes. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Let's let's rewind a little bit just for the few people out there listening who might not know the the back history here. Um, first off, how did you end up being a climbing mom? Like, did you have any idea the first time you went to a gym with Kai that you were going to end up in you know chasing him around the world climbing? I didn't know that climbing was a thing that big that you would end up going all around the world. Right. I think initially my goal bringing him into a gym regularly was just to stop him from killing himself. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's climbing yeah. fences and trees and flagpoles and right and he's not the most graceful back. kid exactly <laughs> exactly so those things Sorry, aren't Kai. safe now if you could put a rope on them <clears throat> have boulder pad that yeah. was much safer so i yeah. i wasn't thinking that far just stop him from killing himself keep mm -hmm. him in a gym where it's a little bit more confined yeah He's yeah. gotten more graceful. He was much he worse has. when he was younger. He has. He's grown into it for <laughs> sure. For sure. And did he take to it right away? He was hooked right away. But then he's always been a climber. Right. Like it was more so things that he shouldn't have been climbing. And you can punish him if you wanted to. He was going to climb something else the next day. Right. He tried to diversify. So he climbed something <laughs> new. You know? <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble for climbing that. But maybe if I climb this, it'll be different yep. next yep. time. So I think um, the first time he went into a gym, he left in tears. Mm -hmm. He left in tears because he could climb all the different walls except for the 60 angle wall. Oh, and he needed that 60 angle In his, his belt. mind, he needed to get to the top of that 60 angle yeah. wall, and he thought he could do it. So I had to bring him back every day until he got to the top of that six, that, that, that angle wall. Yeah. And well, then obviously, he just there found was still challenge. another challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. he, he still kept coming back and still here. So. He regularly finds new challenges. You think that once you get that one, then you finally achieved it. No, you've got that one. So it's like, okay, what's next? I have to find a new project. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's 11 years later, he still finds new projects on a regular basis. <laughs> mm -hmm. And before taking him into the gym, what was your background? Where did, where were you coming from at that point? We, well, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Um, flat, inner city parks, hiking, outdoor, none of that was normal. Right. Um, and even when I moved down to North Carolina, um, we now live in Fayetteville. And he was actually, even though he was born in Cleveland, Ohio, he was raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm school, I'm business, I'm a professor. Um, nothing outdoorsy, climbing, none of that was even kind of on the radar for me personally. Um, everyone knows I'm not a climber. <laughs> <laughs> But you pay close attention to it. Well, they train me to work with him. Yeah. And so I've learned climbing. I can coach climbing, but I could do a mean V0 on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you need to do that stuff. I think, you know, you're, you're creating this complete human being instead of just a climber. And I think the, you know, the ethics you're giving him for working hard and trying his best are carrying over into all the things he's doing, obviously. Where did you come upon those things initially? Growing up in inner city Cleveland and then moving to North Carolina, you know, what what was it that prompted so you to mom, want more? my mom, education was everything. Gotcha. And I basically put myself through school to get a... Um, a bachelor's degree in applied mathematics and a master's and doctorate in operations research, which is mathematics and industrial engineering. Okay. Um, in order to earn degrees like that, and it's yeah. from NC State, the discipline, the work ethics, I think all of that is kind of just a piece of a piece of the puzzle. Right. There are things you have to do to get to where you want to go. Exactly. So those traits were easy to put in them. <laughs> they were kind of required just for me to get get where I was in a field that was not a field where, the, where it's a lot of ladies 
or even right. African Americans. So it's yeah, yeah. Those those work ethics were something I had to have. So putting that in my kid was a, was a definite must, starting from when he was really little. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing, you know, based on the fact that you have a doctorate in this, and you're obviously driven, that you probably don't have a ton of just extra free time to say, <laughs> Kyle, let's go to the gym. You know, so talk me through a little bit of that. My entire life, it, it's bad enough to be a professor because, I mean, if you're good and you care, your students are like an around-the-clock venture because they right. email around the clock and they want to call regularly for help. But I think matters are a little worse because I'm a department chair. Right. And as a department chair, that means that anything that happens with any of the 300 students in my department or the 14 faculty members that are over them is my responsibility. So either I'm in school and I'm working or I Kai gives me a call when I'm at my office and tell me when I need to meet him at the gym so that I can be on belay duty. <laughs> and so usually I tell him I need a head of 30 minutes heads up. Yeah. And literally he gives me a 30 minute warning. And so then I start shutting things down at work so I can head to the gym and, and belay him at the gym, belay him, stretch him, and just kind of work with him there. So yeah, I, I get home usually about nine o'clock. <laughs> I wake yep. up at nine and I usually get back home about nine right yep. before bedtime. Yep. And on the weekends, it's planes, <laughs> flying somewhere yeah, to events. So yeah, everywhere. he kind of keeps me busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine he does. But it, it's keeping you busy in a good way, I think. You know, like I said, he's a he's an incredible human being and he's i've never known kai to say anything negative about anything or anyone and you know so keeping you busy that way it's not like he's driving you insane right i mean it it looks more like you guys are becoming really good friends on I top think, of your young people, parental relationship? Young people today have way more vices than we had when I was younger. Oh, yeah, for sure. With the internet, social media, everything is just right there and it's open and accessible. Yeah. And so realizing it's so many bad things for them to get into, the fact that my kid wants to stay busy doing something that makes him healthy, you yep. know, exercising and eating right and having really high goals. I mean, come on, that that's a parent's dream. Yeah. So is it fun not having free time? No, but is it great to see my kid thriving and just taking advantage of all the sacrifices that I have made to kind of make it to help him get here? Um, I, I wouldn't do anything over. If I had to do over, I would do it exactly the same way. Right, right. Do you think he puts a lot of pressure on himself to achieve or perform? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that that's everywhere. It's, I, I can't even say that that's just climbing. That's who he is. Right. If you have a climb the tree in a backyard contest where a stick of bubble gum and a half a pack of Cheetos is the grand prize, <laughs> he's going to kill himself. Are they flaming hot Cheetos? Though? Okay. Only, only flaming hot Cheetos. He has to have a red mouth and tongue and everything, you know, after red all yeah, over everywhere. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> if, the, if that was the prize for the climb the tree in a backyard contest, he's going to kill himself to try to get the highest and to make sure he can come out on top right, of it. Right. So that that's his personality. School, 
That's that, what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, you can get good grades and you can turn all your assignments in on time and that doesn't automatically make you valedictorian. So. It, he was about 0.3 ahead of the, the person that was ranked second. Wow. And the, they're normally much, much closer than that. Right. I just say that to say he can't help it. That drive to just, I just always want to do my best. Mm -hmm. And it's personal. He's yep. never had, he's blessed to have really great sponsors and people that back him, but he has never had any external force put any pressure on him and tell him that he had to perform at a certain level or else. I think most people realize that he pushes himself enough yeah. so they really don't have to. Yeah. And you just said that he's blessed to have good sponsors, but those sponsors come from you, you know, doing a lot of the business and making sure that all those things are in line, right? I think it's always a lot of business, of course, whenever it, it sponsors involved, but it's the blessing is those sponsors come from them seeing Kai as being a good person in right. addition to being a good climber. Yep. Um, and, and I'm glad I they're seeing that. Take, I'm glad they're looking at it. That's the first thing that they it. say. Yeah. Whenever I'll get a phone call and we'll talk to any potential sponsor, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is the fact that he's a great kid. Yep. And they say that Good. they had never encountered anyone that doesn't have positive things to say. They'll say he's a great role model and things along that. And that that that's like music to a mother's ears, you right. know? <laughs> yeah, totally. And so... I think along that line, um, that that's that's been a motivator for sponsors. And then they say, "Oh yes, and by the way, he's a really great climber too." And yep. I love it being <clears throat> in that order. I do too. And I've I've heard a lot of people complain about, you know, not about Kai in general because Kai is one of the best climbers in the country. But when you know someone like myself, who's not one of the great climbers in the country, has sponsorships. I hear people talk about, well, why does he have a sponsor? I climb harder than he does. And and I don't think that's why you should be sponsored. So it's good to hear that that's what the sponsors say, but that they're looking great, at that Being a great it. climber does not translate to a company being able to sell a product. Right. Yeah, totally. I being agree. a great person that people want to be around and emulate and and learn from and, and talk to that transfers better because if a lot of people want to be around you just because of who you are and if your product, if their product is associated with you, yeah. it's like at the end of the day, then that is potential future buyers that they're getting because they're yeah, exposed absolutely. to your products. Yep. And so I think a lot of people think about it the kind of the wrong way. So yes, being a great climber is great, but that that's it's a totally different thing. And so it makes sense that they would sponsor someone like you. You're great. Yeah, Your personality's it, it, always been great. And if there's somebody like Kai who's got both, that's you know all that much better, which is which I is mean, great. Can for I even throw out there? You do realize that you're one of the first people that ever got Kai acclimated to outdoor climbing. You know, I just saw a good kid again, <laughs> like all the other sponsors. I wanted to go outside and go climbing with him. It just 
made sense to do. He wanted to go out. I was clueless. Mm-hmm. And I started asking for just, is there anyone, because he wanted to go to the New River Gorge, Red River Gorge. It's like, is there anyone that you know that would be there that can kind of help us? You yep. know, I don't have a lot. It's not like I have a lot of money to pay. Um, I could do a little something, but I just, he just needs help. I need, I mean, they're like, well, help with what? I said, everything. He doesn't know outdoors. He doesn't know anything about the safety precautions, cleaning gear, you know, cleaning routes, doing anything. Yeah, yeah. And they gave us your name, and I was grateful that you didn't even hesitate. Sure, when are you going out? So yeah, I mean, if I haven't said thank you before, let me put that out there. Thank well, you. <laughs> well, you're very welcome, and you know, and I, I think that that's my role is, you know, mentoring and and helping along other people whether they're whether their top grade is 511 someday or whether they're Kai Leitner you know it the young it ones matter. need those people young ones need older climbers that are willing to mentor and take them under their wings to just help them learn everything from ethics to outdoor ethics yep. to um, actual tangible skills that you need to be successful and even safe outdoors. They, they can't do it on their own. And it is a transition going from the gym to outdoors. And yeah, they, they need people like you that'll step in. And there's been a lot of great people that have agreed to take them under their wing and mentor um, throughout the years. And even since that time, and they need it. They need it desperately. Yeah. <laughs> so as a comp mom, are you looking for people in the comp world who who have that experience to you know attach kai to so he can or did you used to look for those things early on i can say early <clears throat> early on hope that's not live <laughs> <laughs> um early on definitely uh, because climb there's so much to learn when yeah. your kid first starts navigating a lot of it and yeah. doing competitions but the problem is, if you look back when Kai started, Kai's first nationals was in 2007. Right. The competi- competition scene was not that big. Yeah. It doesn't we seem like had, that long ago. No. Gosh. No. Yes. <laughs> and I think we at that point had had one person that had won a world championship before, a youth world championship before, um, it, from the United States. Right. So we really weren't out there. We weren't driven on an international stage to kind of learn and do better and actually move up in the sport. So it wasn't a lot of people. Sasha DeJulian, Mm -hmm. Sasha, um, Alex, those are two competition climbers that actually years back started making waves on the international stage, but we really didn't have a lot. Right. And so, but I would speak to Sasha's mom. Andrea and ask questions and Sasha's always been really open to talking yeah. and Alex is the same way Alex Puccio yep. Alex Johnson yeah Kai looks up to all of them and bugs them on a regular basis whenever he has questions good, good so yes but you need those role models even as he started doing well in the U.S. to learn okay how do you learn the international circuit but the problem is as he started going up um, and doing more and getting better at it it's not like it's a lot of them that were still doing it for him to actually have. So he started kind of reaching out even more and getting role models, even internationally that right. can just give that kind of advice because yes, you need it. Yeah. Do you see him currently switching into that mentor role with any of the younger kids? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, when he came out to the triangle rock club during our workshop and 
hung out with the kids. I could see it there. You know, I could see that they admired him, but that he was just one of them. And it was really cool to watch him hang out with those with those kids, you know, some of whom are absolute crushers themselves. We we had a conversation though years back when a few of the professional climbers took them took him under their wing yep. and helped him out. We had conversations about the same way that they looked out for him, that he has that obligation to do that to the next generation. Daniel Woods, yep. before Kai ever won his first pro comp, he was 14. Yep. Daniel took him out to um, Rifle in Colorado. And yep. he went climbing. I remember that. And he told him, he said, Kai, you know you have a really good chance of winning the comp next weekend. Ring of Fire. Kai looked yep. at him like he was crazy. And that crazy. was with like Jimmy and Daniel. There was a and, lot of it. Yeah. A lot of the Gavasio has been yep. doing really well. I remember And he that. said, um, and Daniel was at the comp. He said, you know you have a really good chance. Kai looked at him like he was crazy. He was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, last year you did really well. It's just that you got nervous. You got nervous. I think you got intimidated. I think the scene was too much. He was like, but I know you've gotten stronger mentally over the year. And he just talked to him about keeping it together and you got to believe in yourself. You know that you can handle it. When he won the competition the next week, Daniel was the first one to give him a really big hug and just tell him he was really proud of him. Yeah. That meant a lot. Yeah. And it's like the same way that he embraced you. There was no threat. There was no yep. feeling some kind of way because you were younger. The same way that he embraced you because he wants to keep, see the sport grow. He wants to see, and the only way you can do that is to keep the young ones motivated. I'm like, yeah, you do owe it. You owe it to the next generation to do exactly the same thing. And I love that he he's owned that. And he yeah. loves working with the other kids and even being seen as a role model to them. What do you get out of coming to these things other than watching Kai? I think that's enough. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Just well, I, saw, I saw you out there today looked like what you you were having a heart to heart with Sean Bailey. I love Sean Bailey. Yeah. I don't he reminds me of a lot of kids that I grew up with. Mhm. Mm and I don't know why, but I have all, I took to that kid so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I was even just talking to him about ways to kind of help himself to be able to do even more because I he has crazy potential and I've always loved that kid. So yes, the same way that most of the climbing parents, they kind of mother the kid that's before them at the time. Yep. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I see you do that. You know, I've seen you do it with Drew Mack. I saw mm -hmm. you doing it with Sean Bailey today. So, so I know it happens. And I wonder if that's part of it coming to these things for you. Is It's not just Kai. You get to see all your other kids too. But they take my baby... Right, exactly. A village has raised Kai. I wish yeah. I could take credit for it. Yeah, no, <laughs> the same I way I think you, yeah. I could go down the list. It has been a village from coaches to parents yeah. to just different people to trainers just stepping up and helping him just because. Yeah. And so the same way that they do that for my kid, yes. If I see one sitting next to me <laughs> and I see that it's something that, that they need that I can actually help with, I, I'm definitely going to offer the same way. You keep, it's a circle. You know, you keep, yep. you do something great for someone else. They do something great for yours and it just keeps going around. So yeah, I do. I love that part about climbing the community. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So when Kai does something less intelligent than you know he's capable of, <laughs> talk to me about that. What's the, 
you know, how do you handle those situations when you have to be tough on him? Um, first thing, when you just said less intelligent. <laughs> okay. I'm glad he's got his headphones it's, on back there. It is a joke that to this day, even though he'll go to the adult comps, he can do well at the adult comps, everyone still looks at him like he's a kid. He's little Kai. Right. And they still talk to him that way. Yeah. And they, he, there's no special treatment. He's, 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 the, he's always little Kai. Mm-hmm. That's because he has a history of specialness. And every older <laughs> climber, every older climber in the entire climbing industry, the majority of them have a special Kai story from when he was little. Right, right. And he can never escape that. So yeah. I think he can never get too high and mighty because all they have to do is just remind him of just one good Kai story. Yep. And so <laughs> um, I think the when he's special, the beautiful thing is he has so many older people around him that I don't necessarily have to be the one to get to him first to say it's not acceptable and help him clean it up. Gotcha. It's like because they've always looked <clears throat> at him as little Kai. And so they all still kind of mentor him and put him in his place like little Kai. Yeah. And he listens. He snaps right back into that little kid role. It doesn't matter if he's been doing great things in, in the press and, you know, all these things. He right. flips right back into the kid role. The second someone says, no, not acceptable. Yeah. And I like that. He still, he still listens to them all. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He's a good. kid, so not doing special stuff is kind of expected sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so times like today when... You know, Team Japan went out there and just destroyed everyone else who's here. And and Kai didn't make it past qualifiers. You know, do you wait for the the community to lift him up or do you jump in? And, and if, if you do, what do you say to him in those times? I think it's a little different because for, I think it's twofold. Um, one, bouldering competition, first of all, it's hard to separate men by power. Yeah. And they're getting like brain teasers all while their body is under duress and in a five minute period right. to get it done. Yep. And so for him, he's not too hard on himself ever because bouldering a <clears> lot of times does come down to whether you can get that set of routes that are your style. Yep. To go a step further, um, he hasn't had a whole lot of international comp experience with bouldering or the bouldering style. Right. Um, so all of that is new to him. Not to mention that anyone that's ever watched Kai Boulder, it is painfully obvious that he is a sport <laughs> climber. Yeah. So, <laughs> I Agreed. mean, he will chalk up 10 times yep. on a short boulder problem. So, right, he's going to use his feet and go feet first and smoothly climb a powerful boulder yep. problem. Totally. And so because this is kind of like, <laughs> this is something he, he he's picking up more but it's never kind of been primary. He's he's not hard on himself. He's going off in a second to he's going to be doing all the rest of the lead World Cups. Right. He said um, he's going to season. France soon. Yes, he's going to France the end cool. of July, and then he'll get started with back-to-back -back lead World Cups. It's a learning experience. The international setting is very different from U.S. setting. Yeah. And even the scoring system that they use is very different. So at the end of the day, right. I don't think it's even, it's, this isn't a matter of pick them up and make them feel better. No, these are learning experiences. 
Good. Once he learns the international circuit and he figures out the differences, he learns how to train for it and even the setting, then he might start pressuring himself a little bit more because he wants to do even better. Right now, he's kind of having fun and learning. I think that's really important. And um, and I think he does definitely take that approach to it. When I talked to him after the round today, you know, there was zero talk of, I didn't do very well or I didn't make it to semis or any of that. His first comment was, man, I've had a lot going on the last few days. Uh, you know? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, we really yeah, wanted obviously. to get here sooner, but yep. he graduated at five o'clock PM on Wednesday. Right. So we couldn't fly out until Thursday morning. And when you're at 8,000 feet elevation, yeah. he likes to get there a little bit in advance to kind of transition, but he just didn't have that luxury this year. Yeah. So, I mean, is, is Fayetteville, North Carolina even at sea level? I think we're right at sea level. <laughs> <laughs> I know below. we're not above it. Yeah, so, yeah. E exactly. And so, but all of it for him is just you learn from this current, from yeah. every current situation, <clears throat> figure out what can you clean up moving forward. And sometimes it's a matter of, I did the best I can, and I can't even say that I just made errors that just have to be cleaned up. No, I'll start, I'm able to start focusing on training. Yep. He'll be able to climb primarily for a year and train. He has a gap year that he's taking. Good. He's never been able to focus on climbing. Right. So for him, now that the chapter is over and his 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 week, his hell week of being so busy with school and graduating, he had to give a graduation speech, all that fun stuff. Yeah. He's able to kind of transition. And so for him, no, I think it's a new chapter and he's kind of excited to just, just move on to the next chapter. Yeah. And again, I think that's, you know, something that's going to carry over really well to the rest of his life. You know, things happen, you learn from it and you move on. Exactly. These, those guys are tough. Yeah. There's yeah. probably 20 guys, you could have flipped the coin and even the, the category he was in, um, there's always, there may be, out of, it was 10 spots yep. because they divide you up, the group up, and it was a top 10 from each. It's luck of the draw, which one you actually get into. Right. And at the end of the day, there are so many strong guys. And that's yeah. another factor. Yep. Um, you see, it gets switched up on a regular basis. Look at the results on IFSC. The guys making semis and finals on a regular basis outside of Japan, it that ro they rotate. Just constantly rotating. Japan, they have a, a, a factory where they just produce some crazy It's strong. starting to look that way. It, it was but pretty boulders. insane out there oh, today. Yeah. They attend all the World Cups. They, yep. they train <clears throat> it, and they're focused on what they need to do to be successful in these international comps. Yep. And that's something that a lot of our climbers, we have to get to. We have to get to doing more international comps so that you can start learning it from the first place. And once you learn it, then you figure, up how to, figure out how to move up in it. Yeah. And Japan has done that. They've done really well with that. So has there been Olympic talk? Kai has been a comp climber from day one. Right. You remember everyone we used to laugh at him and tell him he needed to get outside on real rock. Mm -hmm. And Kai would say, okay, I know outside is great, but I like competitions. Yeah. Yep. And so I think that that is something he has always wanted. Right. And it's something that he definitely plans on. But that's why he has to start learning the international circuit um, for the adult circuit. 
because it's definitely something that he wants to train for. He's always loved competitions. And now that it's moved up to the international, to the Olympic stage, um, without a doubt, that's something he wants to do. He loves climbing outdoors, but I think outdoors is kind of like his goof off fun time. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. I guess right. you can't be stressful every. You can't be stressed out <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad plan. <laughs> yeah, when he decides he wants to go out and do something, he does, and otherwise he just goes and has fun. But definitely, Olympics training for Olympics. I think I I think even though he hasn't admitted to it, that had a lot to do with his choice for college mm-hmm. and where he the area he chose to go to college in. Where is he going to school? After his gap gap year, Babson College. Where's that? Boston. Okay. Boston is where Shane Messer right. lives. His coach that's right. been with him since he was six. Shane yep. is the first person to ever put him on the wall when we walked into a climbing gym. Wow, that's cool. And he's always kept up with him and trained him and coached him. And when Kai is outdoor climbing, he's usually with him. Yep. And when he's at competitions, probably 70%, 80% of the time, he's at the competitions with him. And he always yep. has been since he was six. And it's looked like, you know, watching... Shane's evolution over the last couple of years, it's looked like he's been inspired by Kai to up his own game. The two of them is close, and he can't wait for Kai to move to Boston. Yeah. He said he's going to have a training partner, and his wife is a two-time Olympian runner. Oh, really? Cool. And probably the most fit person I've ever met in life. Yep. <laughs> and she's a physical trainer. And so they just they have a whole plan. Yep. How they're going to get a lot of things together good, and actually good. get them working. So that should be exciting and fun. <clears throat> when both of them made U.S. team for sport, yeah, that I was, was cool. so incredibly excited for them. So yeah, that was pretty neat this year. Yep. So I have, I know I have a lot of parents that listen um, who are climbers themselves, and you know are now raising kids, comp climbers and outdoor climbers. When you were first coming into that comp world. Did you find that there was a parent community as well? A very big parent community, but everyone was kind of winging it. Right. Because mm. the competition circuit was blowing up. and But you can always, if there's any parent that had been doing it with their kid, I have yet to have ever reached out to one of them and asked a question or asked advice, and they didn't go overboard to make sure that I had it. So there's a great parent community with it. Um, yeah, that's something that, that that's great. And we talk a lot, even um, in terms of how to help our kids and even right. injury mm-hmm. prevention, because everyone knew that Kai had his two um, growth plate fractures in his finger at 12. Right. And I read everything I could possibly read until we figured out how I, how I could protect him and keep him safe and even healthy and make better training decisions and other decisions to help. And when I got that information, oh, I pass it on definitely. Yeah. Because doctors don't know how to train. Doctors don't know what to do with our kids that are climbing at high levels. Sure. Sure. It's a brand Um, new thing to them. It's a brand new thing to them. And so they don't understand the impact that climbers put on their fingers or on their body, especially prepubescent kids with open growth plates. Yep. So if they have an injury, they give them the normal advice. Six weeks later, you can return to the activity. New bone can't handle all the pounding 
on the fingers, you know, if you had a growth plate yep. injury in the fingers, it can't handle all that pound. So if a normal person takes six weeks, you may need to take eight for your kid. Yeah, yeah. So we help each other out with just lessons that we kind of learn along the way, which is making smarter decisions, making sure they don't overtrain. Right. Making sure certain things that they don't do, especially when they're hitting their different growth spurts. Do you see parents coming into that community, you know, as new climbing parents who are getting rattled and frazzled by these climbing comps? Do you see that happening much? Are you saying as far as being nervous? Yeah, yeah. Just like I met Ty Landman's mom today and she was very, very nervous. If we could get a liquor license at the competition. (laughs) Oh, I am so serious. If I can get a good liquor license, do you know how much money I can make at a competition purely off of the parents? Oh, that's amazing. I mean, (laughs) exactly. We're all freaked out. Yeah. We want our kids to be happy with themselves. So absolutely. So if if I had a, you know, nice little, nicely priced alcohol stand over to the side, I'm telling you. (laughs) It's like, look, I can keep you Y'all calm. We're gonna have to I talk to, to USA <laughs> Climbing about this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure so, it's yes, doable. We are all freaked out at competition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have our parent support groups just to help each other through. So definitely. Yeah, I'm bet. Led by Connie Leitner and Kim Puccio. You guys Oh, are, I love Kim. Yeah. I've I seen Kim, Kim at so many comps over the years that I've emceed or whatever, and I just saw her today as well. So she helped me a lot. Yeah. She yes, I started Facebook booking her years back, asking a lot of different questions just to get advice on what to do with Kai or even some of the decisions. And yeah, Kim Puccio's awesome. Robin Rabbitu. I talked to Robin today oh, as God, well. I love yeah. Robin. <clears throat> Robin. And Robin's been through it herself, you know. She was yes, a competitor. She just calmed Kai down and talked to Kai and even helped Kai understand things a little better and and even have more confidence in certain things with himself and so yeah, yeah. i love her. i love the way she is with her kids yep she allows her kids to be themselves yeah i've i've climbed with them on a couple of occasions and every single time even though they're all the whole family are serious athletes sean and brooke are having more fun than anybody especially yeah. brooke is having an amazing time out there climbing and doing little sin dances and But if you have a parent that's a world class athlete. Yep. Like Robin. Yep. Um you would think that they would push their kids too much. Right. No. She lets them decide what they want to do. She supports them and she's never been that parent. You know what I'm saying that um yep. no, she cares about her kids first. And then the climbing is next. And as long as climbing is what they want to do, then she's going to support them all the way. Oh, my God, I love her, as you can tell. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's really important. You know, you just said let the kids choose for themselves. And you could very easily, if you're an outsider looking in, look at somebody like Kai or, you know, say a Tiger Woods or a Venus and Serena who have parents who are very involved in what they're doing, but it's pretty well known that Tiger Woods wanted to play golf every day, you know, and Venus and Serena wanted to go hit tennis balls every day. You know, it's not, it's not their parents driving the car. The parents are just there every helping the car Kai get was there. Little, he has always been in a driver's seat with his climbing. Yep. Um, we used to, he would have to sit in journal at the beginning of the year. He would set his goals. We would have trainers set up programs 
um, that I'd have to help work him through uh, in order to meet those goals. When he would get upset and wouldn't want to do something, it's like, no problem. Downgrade the goal. We'll go back to them and they will adjust your program. No, but I don't want to because this is what well, you're going to stick to the program because if I pay for this, yeah. you're going to stick to it. So yeah. you're in the driver's seat. Downgrade the goal and we'll make the adjustment. Mm-hmm. And so the number of comps he does, what comps he does, he has always selected that. If anything, I try to dial him back. Right. And so, yeah, he's always been work? in the tra- Oh, my God. It's a fight sometimes. <laughs> you know how kids get a little hard-headed and don't want right. They want to. <laughs> and then they get, he gets hard on himself. It's like, look, it's a competition. It's not the end of the world. It's okay. So, yeah, he's much harder on himself. I, I have never had to be that way on him. So, yeah. yeah. Dialing him back. I mean, come on. Any parent trying to dial their kid back when they're highly driven, that's a a job that only a parent can do. It takes a lot of love, let me say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep telling them I would have abandoned them a long time ago if we weren't related <laughs> by blood. <laughs> you think anybody would have picked him up? I, for a couple of days, but then I told him, if I, right, right. He said I was going to sell him with a no refund policy. <laughs> uh, and so, no. No, I think anybody who picked him up would keep him for sure. You know? Oh. Little Kai, I'm telling you, he was special. Little Kai ain't so little anymore. Yeah, no, six three. No, high school graduate. <clears throat> I when he, know. When he walked into TRC while we were there, I was blown away. <laughs> I hadn't seen you guys in a couple of years or something, and he was—he's a giant now. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. He went from being the short one at the open competitions to being the tallest one at yeah. the open competitions. So yeah, it's it's been a, a journey, but the adjustment for that journey has been more special than anyone can ever imagine. Growing as much as he's grown in short periods and trying to continue climbing at a high level <clears throat> along the way, oh Lord, that that's a journey, a journey in itself. People look at kids and say they have it easy in a lot of ways, but when you have growth spurts like that, it's a, it's a totally different. Um, it's, it's an extra element that that's added to it that most people wouldn't possibly understand. Yep, yep. And you know, I've watching my daughter graduate from high school a couple of years ago or last year, I guess. Chris, that um, makes you old. I am old, Connie. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally okay with that too. Um, it's experience. It's not old. Experience. I'm experienced. Seasoned. Yeah, I'm seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I realized that it's really easy to to almost not necessarily talk down, but to think that kids have it super easy all the time because they don't have tons of responsibilities and, you know, life is just easy for them. But in reality, they're going through just the same struggles emotionally maybe more so emotionally and mentally than we do as adults they they think their whole world is ending when something changes you know mm-hmm. and it's what we think that causes stress it's not what's really happening so so I these kids are going through some major I would, things I themselves i can never say that his life was easy there is nothing People look at him and often think that he's had it easy. Right, right. He's just talented. From the outside looking Kai in. Kai has worked overtime for yep. the level of discipline 
that he's had to put in from the beginning to balance the schoolwork and to balance his training and to deal with almost like like 10 inches of growth in a year. Yep. Um, having two fractures in his back, um, avulsion fractures last year, um, there are so many different things that he's, even all the muscle issues, all of that, a lot of that came from just the rapid growth spurts. Yeah. Things that he absolutely couldn't control, but he had to feel, figure out how to deal with. So, no, I wouldn't say he definitely hasn't had it easy. He, he just, every time he's hit with something new, we just have to figure out the best way to, to deal with it and figure out how to push past it. Yep. And I think it's that, you know, he's got that same ethic and dedication and, you know, he's striving for perfection the same way that his mom does, you know, and that's, that's how you ended up coming from inner city Cleveland to being a professor with a doctorate in applied mathematics. And I can't even, I can't even remember the name <laughs> of it. Some sort of engineering, um, industrial engineering. Is that what it was? Yes. Operations research is a topic, but yes, okay. all of my classes were math and <clears throat> industrial engineering. Yeah. And I, you know, that takes an immense ma amount of dedication and drive over a long period of time. And I think that's, that's what Kai has. That's what you've given Kai. That's, that's the, you know, his best attribute, I would think. I think something for his, you, for his climbing. Something you just said is that's important is over a long period of time. Right. And that's something that I often have to remind him mm -hmm. that it's not just today. Um, you have to plan so that you continue to get better and so that you grow. Yeah. Because it's future goals and building towards them. So you can't get too locked in today. And just this goal <clears> of today, I want to win this today. No, it's about building towards what that ultimate goal is, learning from today, continuing to pick up skills so that once it's time that to, to actually go after that, that the biggest goal that you have, you have all the tools that are there and you're prepared in all the different ways to do it. You just said it over time for the long haul. Yep. Putting in that dedication so that you can accomplish that big goal, whatever that biggest goal is. Yeah, and you said something in the Real Rock film that I texted you about it when I first heard it and told you I was going to steal it. And I have <laughs> multiple times. Um, I have yet to take credit for it, but someday I will. Um, <laughs> Steve Jobs, you know, sometimes <laughs> the best ideas. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you said... Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And I think that's a really important way to approach everything. You know, if you don't win, it doesn't mean you lost. It means you've got something there to learn from. And if you can latch onto that thing and learn that thing, then you can win the next time. When you have a young kid that's in a competitive sport, it, to me, it's important to find a way to keep things positive because if you don't keep it positive, they get to a point where they believe at winning at any cost. And in the long run, that hurts them. It hurts your image. It hurts yep. who you are. And I think karma, karma, it all comes back. Yep. And you don't end up accomplishing that big goal. So just figuring out how to keep everything positive and just keep the bigger picture in mind and learning, improving, getting better so that one day 
you kind of close that gap to perfection that you've been working on all yep. along. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, you're striving for it. But if you just keep working and improving and finding flaws and fixing them, um, you'll get closer and closer um, to that to that goal of perfection. You may not reach it, but the goal is to get close enough that people really think that you're there, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I appreciate you sitting down with me a ton. You know, I know these days are frazzling and you've been on the go a ton lately, so I appreciate it. You're welcome. Enjoy yeah. talking to you. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I draw a lot of inspiration from what you're doing being um coach agent um <laughs> you know your your chauffeur yeah chauffeur belay bitch yeah. oh yeah you know? <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you, you're wearing all the hats and and mom of the year so thank you yeah. thanks a lot so, and i know lots of people out there do as well every time your name comes up it's always in a, a really good light so i appreciate that you're here in this community thank you thank yep. you so much thanks yep. thanks connie now i've had lots of great conversations with connie over the years and every time i walk away with some new jewel and you know, this talk is obviously no different and when I left their hotel room, Kai and I walked back to the venue together um, for the World Cup and talked about his plans for the next year. And like every other conversation I've had with that kid, I walked away extremely impressed. Um, Connie makes me want to up my parenting and coaching skills, and Kai makes me want to work harder on just being a good person. I mean, I'm never going to be six foot three with a plus seven or whatever, and frankly, he's probably grown since then. But I do get the pleasure of being able to learn from Connie, just like Kai has. Uh, so, Connie, thanks for sitting down with me, and you know, someday I'm going to get that Lauren Hill impersonation from you. I'm going to get it on tape. And as for the rest of you, have a happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or whatever holiday you celebrate. Uh, or just have a fantastic Monday, if that's what you want to do. Totally understand. Uh, you'll hear from me again soon. And if in the meantime you're like Whit Pershing and need more, uh, you can find us via the internet at powercompanyclimbing.com. You can support the podcast on Patreon. And you can look for us on the social medias. And please share us with your friends. Uh, that's how this thing grows. You guys are our best ambassadors. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, you can look for us on the Twitter, but you're not going to find us there because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.
Bitch, it's time, bitch, it's time.